Welcome, welcome, welcome. Come on in. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Resilience is My Beauty with yours truly, Tawanta J. How are you all doing, my beloves? I hope everyone is doing well. You know what's up, my sister. Come on in and take off your coat and take off your shoes, drop your bag, your purse, and come on in the kitchen and grab you something com- you know, warm to drink, something that'll soothe your soul, right? And come on into our room, you know, our hangout room, girl, and sit down on that beautiful couch, grab your favorite pillow, get comfortable, prop your feet up and take a deep breath in and exhale slow. What's up? (laughs) What's going on, my beautiful sisters? How are you doing today or this evening, depending on what time you are listening to me right now? How are you? How was your day? And how are you? How's your day going? Huh? I hope it's all good for you. I want to give a shout out to my brothers, those who are coming in here and listening to my podcast. Thank you so much, my brothers, for coming in. And I do appreciate your support. Make sure you definitely pass this forward onto your beautiful uh, lady of your life. And that may be your wife, maybe your sister, maybe your fiance, girlfriend, whomever, someone that you that is very dear to you and share this podcast to them so they could truly be blessed, um, you know, and be uh, be inspired you know, by this episode and all the episodes that has been previously uh, recorded. Listen, guys, I am so excited because this is the day, right? That the Lord has made us shall rejoice and be glad in it, right? And more importantly, because I'm just here. You know what I'm saying? I'm here and I'm enjoying life in spite of, in spite of issues, (laughs) Cause girl, there's a quite there's a quite a few. I said it. There's a quite a few. <laughs> there's a lot of issues going on in my life. But you know what? I am not gonna complain. If that song says I won't complain, Mm-mm. God has been good to me. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, so I'm just this very happy and very thankful just to see another day because it could been worse it could been worse right so uh first of all just want to go ahead and throw this out to those of you who are uh you know interested and want to bless my podcast and all those great things i'm going to share with you two options that you can go ahead and do that my cash app info is uh you know um dollar sign Tawanta, that's T-W-O-N-T-A. And then of course, if you don't have Cash App, you have PayPal. Um, it's paypal.me forward slash Tawanta Jones. So you have those options below to go ahead and, uh, you know, put a donation in or whatever. I truly do appreciate you in advance. I'm doing this because I know I have had a, a few people you know, that wanted to know how they can bless me, um, you know, and all those things. And at first I was a little bit apprehensive about doing that, you know, because I don't want people to think that I'm just all about the money and this, that, or whatever. But then, you know what? I'm saying, uh-uh, I'm, ge- I'm being delivered from people. Come through, come through. <laughs> I'm being delivered from people. I care less what people think. <laughs> Because if someone approaches you and they want to bless you, don't turn that away, okay? Don't be all cute and bougie like, oh, I'm I'm, I'm good, I'm fine. No, you're not. Because see, God see way yonder, sugar. You can you can only see right in front of you. You know what I mean? So if someone comes your way and they want to be a blessing to your ministry or be a blessing to you or your household, just say thank you. I appreciate it. I do. I really, really do. This comes right on time. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't need the money right then at the spot, 
you can always preserve it for a later day, right? But don't don't close the door on the blessings that God puts in front of you. Don't do that. So I've learned to not allow people to distract me and have me to, you know, be be bashful about, you know, receiving you know, the blessings. And I just went on here and said, you know what? Uh -uh, I'm just going to do it. This is my show anyway. So who cares what people think? (laughs) So there you go. If you want to go ahead and just, you know, be a blessing, go right on ahead um, and just do it. I thank you in advance. I truly, truly do. Now we are going to continue on with our 12 days of giftness. Y'all, I am so proud of myself. I'm still moving. (laughs) I'm staying consistent on this thing, man. This is awesome. I'm so, so excited. And listen, I've been tracking now. I have been tracking. And y'all are really, y'all responding here. You know what I'm saying? Y'all are enjoying it yourselves. Because every time I check, you know, uh, the previous episode, since we started this 12-day giftness uh, series, y'all been y'all been on it, man. I'm like, what? Okay. I, I, all right, Lord. I guess they really are, you know, taking it all in. <laughs> so let's keep this thing going, right? So we're going to talk about the gift of sharing. Yes, the gift of sharing, y'all. I can tell you personally in my life how blessed I've been down through the years of having people sharing their testimony sharing their life story, sharing their heart, sharing their love, sharing their, you know, their blessings, all of that to me as well as to my mom at the time. Now, growing up, of course, I didn't see it that way. You know, I just was just thankful to have people in our lives, in my mom life that, you know, that just blessed us. And they not just so much blessed us with material things, but they blessed us with their love and with their testimony. They blessed us with words of encouragement. You know what I mean? And at that time, boy, oh boy, did we ever needed the encouragement. Did my mom ever needed the support? And, you know, they, and God had just, you know, overflowed us with so much love through those individuals. It's just, it, I, I can't forget them to this day. And my mom, of course, has since been gone home with the Lord and everything, but I definitely hold dear to the memories, you know, um, of those individuals that really left the seed in my, in my heart and in a memory that just cannot be erased. I remember one person in particular, this person, I definitely truly admire. And I consider as one of my mentors for real, for real. And not only was she my, not only was she my, um, she was my teacher, my music teacher, but she became a beautiful friend, you know, a confidant, um, not just to me alone, but even, you know, towards my mom. Um, and she shared not just her professional skills, uh, when it came to, uh, my music education or just it, my education overall, but she shared her heart. Oh my gosh, man. She shared her heart. She shared her talents and not just in, you know, in her profession, which is in music. She, she was a pianist, um, but she shared other talents as well. This woman was blessed because she knew people that blessed her. She worked with people professionally as well, people that she knew, you know, just through friendship. 
And you know how it is when you stick with people that are blessed, guess what? That blessing going to leak into you. Come through, come through. You know what I'm saying? And that woman, that woman was just, oh my goodness. She was just like a walking uh, blessing. You know, everything about her. It was just amazing. And I just was in awe of her ministry. I was in awe of her, you know, unselfish love for me and my mom and not just me and my mom personally, but others as well that just, you know, that was around her, you know, and her name was Dr. Jennifer Johnson. Oh my game. My, my gosh. Her name was Dr. Jennifer Johnson. She, she was my music teacher when I was in high school, uh, back home in Newark, New Jersey at Weekway high school. And this woman was a phenomenal, gifted, talented, Oh my gosh, anointed woman of God. She was absolutely amazing. And those students, those of us that were around her or had her for that season, I pray that they truly don't ever forget that woman because she poured everything into into her kids. She poured everything and then some to the point that, you know, most of her peers and colleagues, they didn't appreciate what she was putting down. I believe Dr. Johnson was just ahead of her game, you know, that, you know, a lot of people was just very intimidated and just jealous of her, of her gift, which is sad to say, but it, it, it's just true. And that's why she was just getting so much, um, you know, she was getting a lot of conflict, a lot of issues at that time, but she persevered though. She did not, uh, give up or quit or anything. She kept going. But, you know, she was just a blessing. She shared, as I said, her professionalism. She she shared her knowledge, you know, in terms of music. She shared her her wisdom um, and helping me to be more confident in myself and to not give up on myself. And she blessed me. She introduced me, you know, to my alma mater, which is Bethune-Cookman University. At the time, it was Bethune-Cookman College in Daytona Beach, Florida. She's the one that introduced me to a to an historically black college when I didn't even know it was a historically black college at the time, <laughs> which is so ironic because, you know, I remember to this day when I was, uh, you know, when I was uh, taking my SATs, and, you know, you have to put, um, I think, the top three colleges or whatever of your choice that you want the scores to go to. And so I remember putting down Howard University. And I want to say I put down um, uh, Florida A&M, but I'm not sure. But I know Howard University was one of them. And, you know, at that time, you know, Howard and, and I believe FAMU, FAMU at the time, too, was like the top of the list of, you know, like an Ivy League for black folk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that to be, you know, crazy, you know, be, you know, rude. That's just how it was at that time, you know, and it's a great, both of them are great institutions. I have been blessed to go to both campuses and to perform at both campuses when I was in the choir uh, at Cookman at that time. So, you know, I didn't know any other schools, you know, at that time, but Dr. Johnson introduced me to Bethune-Cookman when my, uh, uh, when I did not, uh, get, um, admitted to those schools of choice because my SAT scores were low. And Dr. Johnson just blessed me with Cook, with Bethune-Cookman 
And, um, you know, then later on after that, when I graduated from Cookman, I took a year off, you know, and went back home to Jersey, um, you know, and spent and stayed home with my mom. And even then Dr. Johnson was just prominent in my mother's life. She helped my mom through so much, you know, she lived in the same apartment building that her mom, Dr. Johnson's mom lived and where Dr. Johnson lived. Dr. Johnson lived on the second floor. And at the time, Dr. Johnson's mom, Mother Johnson, lived on the fifth floor. And that's where my mom used to live too. Um, until, you know, she downsized from that apartment because, you know, it was just too expensive for her to afford. And eventually my mom moved down on the second floor right across the hall from Dr. Johnson. And it wasn't that she purposely wanted it that way. It just, you know, God just set it up that way. And so through that course of time, Dr. Johnson was just an advocate. You know, she was a supporter for my mom. You know, she went through all kinds of channels to help my mom, you know, uh, to stay afloat financially. You know what I'm saying? There was a lot of things that my mom did not have to endure, you know, because of Dr. Johnson. So Dr. Johnson was just a woman that just was a carefree type of person. She shared her everything. All of the talents that this woman had, her ministry, her gifts, that woman was not selfish with none of that. She shared everything to those individuals that she cared the, that she cared so great uh, so greatly about. And of course, she continued on to support me, you know, and introduced me to another HBCU, um, and that was Morgan State University in Baltimore, Maryland. And that's where I started, you know, uh, to work towards my master's degree at the time. And of course, I was also under the direction of Dr. Nathan Carter, bless his soul, uh, with the Morgan State Choir. And that's what I was fortunate and blessed to travel along, you know, travel with the choir. And then my first time ever traveling overseas to go to Europe and you know, to sing and, and, and um, Switzerland and or right there at the Alps and, you know, in Germany, Frankfurt, Germany, and to sing, you know, right behind the uh, orchestra. I'm like, what? I mean, it was just absolutely amazing, you know, and if it wasn't for Dr. Johnson sharing her wisdom and sharing, you know, her heart, I would not have experienced that. You see what I'm saying? This woman was not selfish with her heart. She was not selfish with her gifts. She was not selfish with her her ministry. She knew what she had and she knew she had to bless somebody else, right? And that's what she did for my life. And to this day, I still am grateful and thankful for what Dr. Jennifer Johnson poured in my life. She has since been gone home with the Lord as well. And she is so greatly missed because I tell you, if she was alive today, I know Dr. Jennifer Johnson would have been helping me to this point right now. (laughs) Cause I'm telling you, she was a true supporter. She will help you, honey. And you know, whatever I was doing, whatever I was getting into in terms of, you know, starting a new organization or a new program or whatever that, you know, my, you know, um, that I had a passion for, she would go ahead and promote me without no cost, 
without no cost whatsoever. She would go ahead and promote me. And you would think she would be, you know, she, you would think that she was right here where I am, which I'm in the state of Michigan. No, girlfriend was, at the time, she was living in Virginia. But it didn't matter where she was. Now, back in the day when I was in high school, yeah, she was in New Jersey too, of course. But as years passed on, of course, she has since relocated and she had moved to Virginia. But it didn't matter whether we was next door or whether we were miles apart. Dr. Jennifer Johnson was always available and she would not hesitate to help. And to this day, like I said, I would never forget what that woman had poured into my heart. Another person that I remember this man here, oh my Lord, I have to say truthfully, you know, when I was young, I really did not grasp the gift of this man. I knew that he was, I knew that he cared for me and all of those things and cared for me as far as like a father daughter way. You know what I'm saying? And at the time when I was a little girl, you know, my mom and him did date for a while and he immediately adopted me as his child and all of that. And, you know, I liked him and all of those things. But I didn't see myself as his daughter because, you know, I mean, my daddy, my biological daddy was, you know, was not replaceable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I really did not give him my heart all the way. And I respected him because, you know, he did care for my mom. And all those things. And he cared for me too greatly. Uh, but like I said, you know, I really did not, you know, acknowledge him to that degree. You know what I'm saying? And even as I got older, um, you know, and I, you know, moved on, you know, I went to high, well, high school and college. Of course, I did connect with him back and forth. But that, but since then, my mom and him had, you know, since stopped dating, of course. But the connection was still there. He always wanted to know how I was doing because he really, really loved me so and I felt kind of awkward with that and I'm being real with you I felt kind of awkward with that because I'm like he don't know me like that you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying I thought that was kind of weird you know I'm just being real with you but you know at the same time I I kind of knew what he was saying I kind of understood you know I I I, I kind of get it <laughs> at that time, you know, but even with that, I was a little bit apprehensive, apprehensive to really give him my heart completely until after the fact, you know, when he uh, passed away and then years later, I started to remember him and then I realized the blessing of this man, you know, and even when I wasn't giving him my one hundred percent of my heart to him. I was never rude. I was never disrespectful to him at all. You know, I was. I did care for him greatly. I did, but I just didn't want to give him me as like a daughter kind of thing. I, I know that may sound kind of odd. You know, I just had my wall, and pretty much my wall was still there. <laughs> you know, but overall, I loved him. I did, and he he was always supportive of my of my ministry in terms of me singing and everything. Now, I remember when I said I was in college at Bethune-Cookman, I was also under the direct, direct, direction of Dr. Rebecca Walker-Steele. At the time, she was the choral director at Bethune-Cookman. And of course, you know, we traveled twice out of the year. We did a spring concert and we did a summer concert. The summer concert was the concert, honestly, overall, because we would be on the road for like good 
20 some days, if not a little longer because of the, you know, of the, the destinations, the places that we had to go. But every summer was always New Jersey. We always head to New Jersey, New York, you know, that the tri the tri-state area. We were always in that neck of the woods every single year. And the reason is because, you know, the churches were supporting. They were supporting Bethune Cookman, you know, because this is a private institution and all those great things. And Dr. Jennifer Johnson's church was one of the churches that um that Dr. Steele, that you know, Concert Corral would go to perform along with Metropolitan uh, Baptist Church down in Newark as well. And there was a few other churches um, on the list as well that, you know, that the choir did attend and perform. Um, and so I, rem- I remember one time that, you know, when we were there, I remember my mom taking me over to see him. And by the, by the way, his name was Johnny Robinson. His name was Johnny Robinson. And by um, he was um, in a wheelchair because years ago in the 70s, he had a major car accident. And he most died, honestly, um, but it left him paralyzed. And he was in the wheelchair until the day he passed away. Um, but uh, so, of course, through the years, you know, he was going back and forth, you know, to rehab and to therapy and back to the hospital and all those things of that nature. Um, and so when I came home, I will often go ahead and visit because he always asked about me. And so I would go visit him. And when I was there, you know, he wanted to know what, you know, what was going on and this, that, whatever. And I told him that, well, I'm singing, the choir is here, blah, 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 blah. And then performing at Bethany Baptist church. And so he said, I'm going, I said, I said, you don't have to come. <laughs> and I wasn't saying it to be rude or anything like that. You know, I was just saying that, you know, you know, you know, cause he's a busy man. You know, I mean, yeah, that he, he may have been confined to that wheel wheelchair, but that wheelchair was not confining him. If you knew Johnny, he was always on the go. Plus he was a, you know, he was a, a well-known businessman, you know, uh, in the city of Newark, as well as outside of the city of Newark and, and uh, outside the state of New Jersey. So, you know, he was really well-known, honestly, in terms of the business aspect of it. So he was always on the go. So that's what I meant by like, oh, well, you don't have to go because I know your schedule, blah, 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 blah. But he did not care. Johnny would, he would put everything on hold because he wanted to see me. And so he did come to the concert and I did, um, I, I had a, a solo cause I studied, uh, opera. That was my major vocal performance. Um, and it was on emphasis on opera and I did a, a aria piece, you know, called Quando Menvo. And, um, he fell in love with that song. And all I know, I just saw tears coming down his eyes. And I'm like, this is kind of odd for you to be crying on a song that I'm, and I'm talking about flirting. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, why is he crying? You know, but I mean, (laughs) and I I told my mom, I said, but mom, I don't know why he was crying because I was not singing a song to make him cry. It was about a woman flirting. You know, with two men. You know what I'm <laughs> But I understood why he was, why he felt the way he felt. Because, you know, it didn't matter if I was singing opera. It didn't matter if I was singing, you know, uh, gospel or whatever. 
you know, you know, he said, your voice is so anointed and it just touched my heart. And I just enjoy hearing your voice ever since I was a little girl, you know? And I mean, I, I was humbled by that. I really was. And I mean, when I saw him in tears, it, it did hurt me a little bit because I'm like, I don't want him to cry. <laughs> You know, um, and it was just a blessing, you know, it was a blessing. He blessed me and because of the fact that he took his time out just to come and support me. You know what I mean? Because like I said, he's a busy man. He's a businessman. And, you know, like I said, he went everywhere, even though he was confined to the wheelchair. Like I said, that didn't stop him. And he did not have to, you know, connect with me like that. He didn't even have to, you know, even think about me because, you know, I wasn't around his life all the time. You know, I moved on with my life, you know, and all that stuff. My mom definitely moved on with hers and all those things. So, but every now and then, you know, she will, you know, uh, connect with, with, with Johnny and, you know, Johnny immediately will, you know, wants to know about me and how I'm doing all those things and, and my mom would tell me, when you come home, Johnny wants to see you. And I was like, okay, you know, and I would come home and I would go see him. I would definitely see him um, and spend time with him and everything. And it didn't matter what was happening or what was going on. It, whatever I needed, if I needed anything, Johnny would make sure I got it. He would make sure I'm taken care of. You know, he would, and he would, he was willing to pay for my college education. But my mom's like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> So, and I wish he did. <laughs> I wouldn't have to be worrying about these student loans. Hello. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, he was that type of person that really loved and cherished me and, and, and valued me. And I, like I said, I wish I would have taken it a little bit more seriously when I was younger. You know what I'm saying? And just really appreciate it a little bit more. Um... But I could tell you that he shared his heart. He shared his time with me. He shared his compassion for me and my and my gifts. You know, he he also shared his knowledge in music ministry because he was a singer before, you know, he got into the accident. You know, I used to ride with him all the time in the city of Newark to different churches um, you know, because he was on the program to sing and, you know, he owned a, a Christian, um, supply store. It was called Johnny Robinson's church supply, Johnny's church supply. And he used to sell, uh, sheet music, all kinds of sheet music from James Cleveland, you know, you name it. He had them all, you know, he had all the churches, um, uh, supplies, Bibles, communion, um, trays, everything. And this was back in the seventies, you know, when I was just a little girl and I used to travel with him, you know, um, locally, um, you know, to almost every concert or revival or whatever. And when we drive in, we would hear some gospel songs, you know, on the radio. And back in the day, if y'all remember James Cleveland and the O'Neill twins, y'all remember Andre Crouch, you know, and we, and you know, he will help me learn, 
how to create the chords, you know, and sing a soprano, alto, tenor. He's like, okay, now I'm going to teach you soprano and I'm going to sing alto. And then I'm going to teach you alto, then I sing soprano and this, that, whatever. And that's how I learned about, you know, and about music and how I was just really drawn to the the sound of it, you know. And he, he's just shared everything. He just shared his love overall to me. And here I am, 51 years old, and I still carry that to my heart every day. When I think about him, I think about those moments when I spent with him and he was there in my life. And the moments, you know, and even when he wasn't really feeling his best, yet he still came. He still came and he didn't have to. You know, and he wasn't really 100% feeling his best, but he did anyway because of his love. And I never forget that. And I'm sharing my, I'm sharing these stories to you because beloved, you have a, you have something to share to other people. And you may have done that already and you didn't really didn't think of it as sharing, right? (laughs) But you best believe that what you have already, uh, administered, administered to to those individuals, you best believe they are holding it for dear life. They are preserving it for the rest of their life. You may not have anyone, uh, or you may have had someone to come to you and personally say, I truly appreciate your ministry. I appreciate your gift. I appreciate your time in sharing your, your testimony or sharing your, your knowledge to me. That, that is so humbling. That is so powerful and so beautiful. And we need to start doing that more. You know, we need to start sharing because guess what? God shared, you know, he continued to share his gifts to us all the time. Am I right or wrong? Right? You know, he shared his son, you know, he, he shared everything to us. And the people that are around us, they share their time. You know, your minister, your pastor of the church, you know, they share their time with you. You know, whether you, they share while you in the church being blessed by the ministry, you know, by his, by his sermon, his sermon, or when you in the office and you know, they have, you know, he wants to bless you there or, or whatever it is, you know, you have a powerful gift within you that needs to be opened and be utilized amongst the people that God presents in your path. Whatever that it is, you need to be humble and willing to share what God has blessed you with. There's powerful testimonies that some of you definitely uh, need to share to individuals that God is that God delivered you from. There are some stories that you know you definitely want you know that you can recount you know and you could just remember it was some rough times, but it was only by the grace of God that you survived, that you are here, that you are completely healed, you know, that you, you survive homelessness or you survive that domestic abuse or you survive bankruptcy or whatever that you encountered. And it was rough. God is the one that brought you through. And here it is a decade later. Here it is 16 years later. Here it is two years later. Now you are stronger. You are wiser you even more resilient ever before and you have yet to share that testimony to someone there's someone right now that needs to hear that story 
because somebody is going through bankruptcy and it doesn't always mean about money. You know, it, bankruptcy could talk about your emotions, talking about your, 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 you know, how you've been dealing with relationships. You know, people have stolen and robbed you and, you know, restricted you and hurted you in some kind of a way. And you can truly be a, a true storyteller to that person and share your part to them, share that, that concern and that compassion and let them know, I feel your pain. I know what you're going through. I know what you're dealing with. I understand those tears because I too was where you are right now. But girl, let me tell you about a God. <laughs> let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you about my comforter. Let me tell you about my provider. Let me tell you about the one that saved me in the midst of hell. Come through, come through. Let's be real about that. You know what I'm saying? You know, when you share your time and you share your story, you don't understand how that really impacts that person's life. They may not be able to express their gratitude right there on the, or right there on the spot, but I guarantee you time passes on. They will come back to you and say mother or sister or cousin or auntie or girlfriend. I want to say thank you for taking the time out your precious time to minister to me. You shared your personal story to me, something that I understand and relate because not everybody can handle the weight of your personal issues. Come on, somebody. Not everybody can handle that. But you went on ahead and you ministered to someone. You know, you encouraged someone. And you can also not share just your story, but you can share your heart to people, share your joy to people. You know, like I said, laughter is the medicine of the soul. That's in the word anyway. You know what I'm saying? And so you can go ahead and share your, your comedic side to people as well, you know, because you just don't know the atmosphere that you enter, that you walking into. Somebody could be really disturbed by something that was said to them or whatever, you know, or they dealing with some emotional trauma going on in their mind. But here you come with love and you come here and just start joking around about everyday issue or just joking about your situation or whatever. And that person puts a smile on and that person starts to smile because of you. Share your talents, share your ministry, share your gift. Don't be selfish with your sharing. Mm. Don't be selfish with what God has already put in you. Okay. It's not going to cost you anything to share your love, to share your heart, to share your wisdom. Come on to share your knowledge. Like I said, Dr. Johnson, she shared her wisdom, man. She shared her knowledge. She shared, you know, her skills. And then, and then, and you flip that over. She shared her personal time. She shared her heart. Come on. And yes, she blessed us financially too. You know what I'm saying? She shared everything about her. And, you know, yes, she got burned by a lot of people down through the years and it hurted her, you know, because she was that free given type of woman and all of those things, but that didn't stop her ministry. It didn't stop her ministry, man. She kept going. She kept on blessing those that were in need. She kept, you know, supporting those persons. She was that advocate. She was that voice for that person who was not able to speak for themselves, Oh my God, that woman was absolutely amazing. 
And when she passed away, yes, that broke my heart. It saddened me to the core because I'm telling you, the world did not get the chance to embrace this woman, to see the, to see this anointing of this woman. And those that did have the chance to be around her, I don't think having them truly appreciated her, her gifts. Okay. But here you are, beloved. You may be a Dr. Jennifer Johnson. Okay, you may be that person that definitely has the heart on their sleeve and they love people. They love to support. They love to help and all those things. And you may have been played and may have been taken for granted and all of those things like that. And I get it. It hurts. I get that. But don't don't um, don't allow people ignorance, you know, to stop you, you know, for being a blessing to somebody else. You go on ahead and minister to that person, whether it's ministering with your testimony, ministering with your wisdom, with your knowledge, with your educational skills, or whatever it is, you go ahead and do it, okay? And and I'm telling you, when you do that, God is going to reward you a hundredfold. God is going to bless you, you know? Because it says so in Hebrews 13, 16, and do not forget to do good and to share with others. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Come through, come through, y'all. God is pleased when we go ahead and, you know, unselfishly go and share our hearts to people. You know, being kind to people, you know, this and this letting loose of what God has fulfilled us with, what he's given us. Oh, my goodness gracious. You don't understand the, the, the power that is in you. And I say that because we as women, we don't realize how powerful we really, really are because we have been so distracted with a lot of emotional issues and personal issues and relation, uh, relationship issues and all those things. And, you know, and through all of those, uh, challenges, you know, the enemy will come in and start to tell you that you are powerless, that, that you, that you don't have anything you know, that you're not equipped, you're too weak, you know, you're too gullible, you know, and this, that, or whatever. And some women believe that they're not powerful, that they don't have what it takes to be, you know, to be a strong woman. But baby girl, look at your life story so far. You have come through by the help and grace of God. You have come through some stuff that makes you powerful. That makes you resilient. That makes you strong, girl. Come on. And not only that, but that makes you wise because you learn something. You learn something from your mistakes. You learn something from that hurt. You learn something from that pain. You learn something when you were in that dark space. You learn something. And now that God is healing you or he has healed you, now you can go ahead and you can share. You can share that pain. You can share the testimonies of that pain that hurt. You can talk about it to someone else that is currently going through. Because guess what? When you were going through, somebody shared their wisdom to you. When you were in a dark place, somebody shared their testimony of being in a dark place. When you were broke, somebody came to you and shared to you about their financial situation. Come through, come through. When you were in a domestic violent, violent, uh, violent relationship, somebody came in your life and shared their story of being, being violated. Come on now. 
You got to remember where God brought you from, right? And once you remember and you have a hallelujah revival moment, come on now, then guess what? Now you could go ahead and boldly start ministering to somebody else. Because there are a lot of people, y'all, a lot of people who are broken right now, who are hurting right now. And I say it countless times, all right? Because we need to put that in our mindset, you know, and stop worrying about us. Stop thinking about us. It ain't about you, boo. God has put you on this, put you on this earth for purpose. There's ministry that is in you and God is ready to birth out of you. And if you just go ahead and take that time out to go forward and to share your ministry, share your wisdom, share your power to someone else. (laughs) Come on, somebody. Lord have mercy. You don't understand how that would change, not just them, but it will change you. And and, And it will also let you see that there is something about you that you didn't even know that was in you. Come on now. Oh my gosh. Beloved, let this let this new year that we're about to enter to, let that year be the best year ever for you. That you will go ahead and extend this gift of sharing. You know, maybe God wants to talk to you and starting a new program, starting a new business, start a new ministry. You know, because you have a whole lot to share. You have a whole lot. Just like Dr. Jennifer Johnson, that woman was multi-talented. I'm telling you, she was beyond her years, you know, before her time. Because this was back in the 80s when I was in high school, y'all. And Dr. Jennifer Johnson, she had so many phenomenal ideas. And one thing after the next, people was just blocking her ideas, blocking her her vision, blocking her dreams. And, And Dr. Jennifer Johnson did not give up. She kept fighting. And she fought and fought and fought. And she did win some. I say that and that's real talk. She did win some, you know. And there was still some things that she did not, you know, uh, happen at that time. And yes, it, it hurted her. Yes, she was like at the verge, you know, of giving up. And even then, at the time, she decided that she didn't even want to teach at the high school no more. Because she just got tired of being burned. She got tired of being rejected. Come through, come through, y'all. Oh, my goodness. Like I said, Dr. Johnson was a phenomenal uh, teacher, a phenomenal uh, mentor. But she was also a dear, dear friend, a sister friend to me, a dear friend to my mother. So we knew her not just on the professional side, but we knew her on the personal side because there were times my mom would have to had to minister to Dr. Johnson. She would have to go ahead and, and pray along with her or pray for her, pray with her because of all the attacks that Dr. Johnson was getting on the other end. Okay. Cause people couldn't handle this, this, this light of, of, of who Dr. Jennifer, uh, Je- Dr. Jennifer Johnson was at the time. This woman was absolutely amazing and people couldn't stand her light. Mm. They couldn't handle it. But that, like I said, she kept going, not just in, not just dealing with the, uh, with the, you know, with the negative of people, but she had to deal with her body as well. She was a breast cancer survivor as well. She had to go through that too. 
And she had to go through some other things in her personal life as well. But she was a resilient, powerful woman. And Lord, did that woman can play a piano. You hear what I'm saying? Okay. She was a, she was a pianist to the core. What a powerful ministry she had. And she was into it, honey. She was all in when it came to her music. Whether she was playing, you know, playing, uh, you know, uh, Mozart or whether she was playing, you know, James Cleveland. It didn't matter. Girlfriend went all in. You hear what I'm saying? Because she loved, she loved her gift. She loved her ministry because she knew that it wasn't for her. It was for those people that was blessed by her ministry. Come on now. She shared her gift. She shared her, you know, her power to other women, to just people in general. And I don't even think she realized during the time that she was alive, how many people she impacted. But I know beloved, you are just like a Jennifer Johnson. I may not know you from Adam, but I know that God has poured in so many gifts, so many uh, talents, so many ideas, visions, and ministries, and yet you have been fighting and fighting and fighting, and yet you probably got rejected back and forth, left and right, up and down, all in between. You may have you may have succeeded in some, but there are some, you know, that you just had to like, okay, God, what what's going on? I mean, I I, I don't understand this. Why, why am I getting slapped in the face? Why 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 are these people shutting me down? Why they why, why they why they speaking negative about me? Because this is all what Dr. Johns had to go through, y'all. I was dead witnessing, not just me, but some of my peers in high school. We saw that too. And we were mad. <laughs> We were mad. We wanted to protest. You know what I'm saying? But thanks be to God, it still worked out for our good, for her good, because we were able to do more. We were able to do more. So no matter what, you keep going. You use what you got. And that's what she did. She kept going. She used what she had. In spite of the haters, in spite of those people that didn't understand her gift, she still used what she had. And to this day, people still remember her. They remember her name and they remember her legacy. So why don't you do the same thing, beloved? Why don't you go ahead and be that person? Be that beacon of light. Be that beacon of hope. Minister to those individuals. Encourage those individuals. Be be that person that God has called you to be in their life for for that season and time. Don't worry about the issues that you are going through right now. Don't worry about the 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 problems that you you know that you've been dealing with. Trust and believe. I know what you're going through cuz I've been in myself. <laughs> but don't let that stuff distract you, y'all. Okay? I understand the hurt, but God got you. God got you. Because all that you are dealing with right now, it's going to come back a hundredfold anyway with the devil meant for evil. God is working it out for your good. Come on. <laughs> you know that song. What the enemy meant for evil, God is working it out for my good. You know that song. Come through, y'all. Come on. So don't get discouraged. Don't, don't get dismayed. Come on now. 
You go ahead and be a bless, be a blessing. Be that gift. Share your gifts. Share your story. Share your wisdom. Share your love. Share the peace that's in you. The peace that surpasses our understanding. Share that joy. Come on. Share your time with with those individuals. Because sometimes people just need companionship. People just need somebody to sit there with them. You know what I'm saying? And there may be someone that may be out of age right now, you know, that probably don't go out as much, but they sure would love some companionship. They may not say a whole lot, but they just want somebody to sit there with them, you know, and just keep company with them. Why not do that? Come on now. You don't understand how that means so much to those individuals, right? But let me share this with you too before I go. Um, this is Luke 635, but love your enemies too, guys. Do good to them and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great and you will be children of the most high because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. And I want to share that too real quick. I know there's people that you do not want to share your time, your energy, your wisdom, your 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 joy, your peace, even your heart too, honey. Because those are the people that, ooh, you just want to... Mm, you just, but see, I'm, I, mm, yeah, you just want to, <laughs> you just want to do a little something. You know what I'm saying? You just want to hurt them a little bit. <laughs> you know, especially the people that are so difficult to love sometimes. You just, whoo, you just want to pour some hot grits on them or something, you know? <laughs> But his word just said so. His word just said to love your enemies. Share your love, honey. Share your heart. Be good to them because God is good to them as well. Come on now. He's good to those who are wicked and he's good to those who are ungrateful. And how many of us are ungrateful? And I'm talking to the Christian folk. Come through because a lot of us do not take the time out and say, God, I'm grateful. Ah. Come on now, we get too lost, too caught up in our own little sauce and we don't even take the time out to say, God, I'm grateful for my toothbrush. I'm grateful for my fork. I'm grateful for my, for my hot pan, even though it's warped, but I can still cook my eggs. Come on. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Lord, have mercy. God, you're blessing me. You're blessing me. You're blessing me because I'm eating a humble pie right now. Okay. But we all need to take that time out and just say, God, I'm grateful. I'm thankful. God, thank you for sharing your love to me because I'm my history, my, my line, my, my lifeline, the drama that I, that I Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm not even going to go any further than that, but you know what I'm saying? Woo. God share his love with you 24 seven and it doesn't fade. His love would never change. And we need to go ahead and pour that love out as well to the same people that has persecuted us that don't treat us right. Come on now that don't, don't respect us either. or Don't honor us. Come on. We need to do the same thing for them. So, beloved, I want you to do this today, to start right now, make the change, make things happen. Do this now and even after December 31st, come January 1st, 2020, let this be your life, your life thing. Let this be your lifestyle, I would say. Go ahead and share your ministry out to those that's around you. 
because you just don't know how much that is impacting them, their lives. They may not say it right there on the spot, but they will never forget years to come. You know what I'm saying? They will never forget, just like you. There's some people in your life that may be already gone to be with the Lord, but you can remember some incidents of how, how important they were in your life and how they impacted your life, whether it's through education, whether it's through finance, whether it's through jobs, whether it's through whatever, whether it was a doctor or a surgeon, whoever was in your life at that time, and they made a difference, Woo! those are the people right there you got to thank God for because they shared their profession, they shared their, their, their everything to you at that time. Whatever you were in need of, that person took, took advantage of it and ministered to you. And to this day, you cannot ever forget them. Thank God for them, right? And thank God for you. So listen, y'all, I hope this blessed you. I hope this encouraged you. Ooh, this was good, y'all. This was good. <laughs> yes, this was good to the soul, y'all. And I really hope you take this at heart. I really hope you truly go ahead and just say, God, help me to be a true giver of sharing my time, my heart, my wisdom, my knowledge, my my you know, my stories, whatever you have already have, uh, in my life, God, help me to administer that to those who are in need. You know, it doesn't matter if you know them deeply or not, but you know what? We are supposed to serve regardless. We supposed to serve our neighbors and love, love our neighbors as well. Do unto others as you will have them do unto you. Right? So we're going to close with a prayer. And I hope this blessed you. I hope this encouraged you. I hope this inspired you. We will continue tomorrow on our 12 days of gift miss and continue to go ahead and support. As I said before, if you want to be a blessing financially, you know what to do. Just go ahead to cash app, the dollar sign Tawanta, T-W-N-T-A, or go to PayPal, paypal.me forward slash Tawanta Jones. And you have those choices right there to go ahead and be a blessing. I truly appreciate you in advance. And to my special guest, I want to say thank you to all my beautiful brothers out there that definitely are supporting and just enjoying this podcast i truly do uh, truly do thank you so so very much for continuing to uh, listen to the podcast so father god thank you for this opportunity that we come together today that we are able to learn how to utilize one of the many gifts that you have already put in us and that's the gift of sharing help us oh lord to be free with that sharing and not be concerned about who will appreciate it, who will embrace it or not. Okay. It's all about, you know, introducing you through that sharing. It's all about reminding those individuals that they are loved by you and that you never left them nor forsake them and you were always with them and that you will always take care of them, that you will always provide for them, right? Because you have done it for us. Help us, oh Lord, to be free with our love, to be free with our hearts, oh God. It don't have to be anything huge or big. It's not even a price tag to the word sharing, honey. Woo! Lord, have mercy. We got to learn not to be so selfish and tight with the gifts that you have given to us. Gifts that we didn't even ask for. <laughs> but you did it anyway. 
Oh, thank you, Lord, because you too are a sharing God because you share your love amongst all the people that you love on this earth. No matter how good or better how bad, no matter what they've done or what they have not done yet, no matter the history of the sins, the day to yesterday, the day or the future sins, your love still remains the same. And we need to do the same thing as well. We need to go forward and share that love, share your love to those individuals to let them know that God loves them and there's greatness in them and that it is well in their soul and that everything is going to be all right because look at me. God brought me this far. He brought me this far and I'm here standing as a living witness that if he can deliver me, he sure can deliver you. I thank you in Jesus name. I thank you God for this opportunity and this platform until we meet again in Jesus name. Amen.